Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a, oh yeah. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now Podcast, where we educate motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Monica Bunch is the founder of Cypher Consulting, a registered partner of Salesforce Inc. focused on training and implementation of this high-performing sales automation software. Monica has been an information technology professional since 1988. She is a highly skilled business and data analyst with experience in business intelligence, project management, process improvement, integration, automation, and customization. All right, let's dig in to this awesome conversation. All right, Monica, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. That's a Georgia oh yeah. <laughs> nice. I think that's the first Georgia oh yeah that we've gotten. So much appreciated. Oh, that's good. <laughs> first of all, let me say, like I like we do every single show, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I know as a business owner, you are extremely busy. So taking some time out to share your knowledge and experience is much appreciated. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it too. The second thing that I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to when Monica first came into the world, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So currently live in Wisconsin. I've been here since 2006. I'm a Georgia girl. I was born and raised there. All my family majority are still there. Started up very young, loving technology and was very intrigued by it and always very curious about different things and always asking questions and kind of led me to where I am today, where I, in 2006, I was working for Home Depot Corporate and uh, initially started out in the special order kitchen and bath department, working for the global merchant, and then moved into the special orders department, kind of helping coordinate the revamping of the Home Depot e-commerce website. And uh, they brought in a software company to help with the data collection of all their products online and really fell in love with this company. And they were kind of headquartered out of Waukesha. They had an office in Atlanta, an office in Nashville. They ended up moving me here, offering me a job. So moved here in 2006 um, for this software company uh, and Learned a lot of great things about product management and how software works, databases and data warehousing and reporting and analysis and business intelligence, 
the whole gamut and also Salesforce. So Salesforce is kind of what I do now, but that's where I got my footing is with the software company uh, that I started with in 2006. Cool, cool, cool. So you mentioned that you fell in love with technology at a young age. What kinds of things would you do? And I'll, I'll give you um, a little insight into into me. So when I was little, I um, I was always uh, interested in music and all that kind of stuff. But what I would do is I would I would tear things up and I would tear it apart and then I would play with the little electronics inside of it. So <laughs> what what kind of things yeah. did did you do at an early age that kind of gave that hint that, okay, this technology thing is something that you um, will uh, continue to pursue? I have a very distinct memory of when I was like nine. Um, but I, yes, I like to tear things apart too. Some Most of them were like bicycles and whatnot. <laughs> I would grab my granddad's toolkit <laughs> And then it would all would be left was the was the chain holding everything together. And then I was like, I don't know how to get this back together. From a technology standpoint, my aunt gave me, I don't want to age myself, but like my aunt gave me when I was nine, like uh, it was called a typewriter. It was like um, a little tiny red keyboard with a little tiny electronic screen at the top that taught you how to type correctly. And it taught you home, you know, the home uh, row. The, you know, top row and the bottom row, and it would gauge how fast you could type based on all these different games it had on it. And I could type when I was nine years old over 60 words a minute. So um, it started with just that. And then in middle school, it was taking all of the typewriter classes and the Apple classes where you had to program the Apple computers to do what you wanted it to do. And then as I got older, it was into the word processing and all of the uh, Microsoft uh, offerings that they had out there and learning whatever I could that a computer could do from a just an input perspective as a user. Um, and then, you know, as I got into college, I started studying business systems. And then I worked for an internet service provider locally by my university. And they also had their own proprietary computers and also service computers. So I worked at the front desk of this ISP that also built in service computers. So I was taking calls from people like trying to help troubleshoot them over the phone on how to do this or that. And that's kind of where my whole journey started. Talk a little bit about how the, the different things that you've done and the different, um, I guess, jobs and opportunities that you've had helped shape what you do now. Absolutely. I know I've always been intrigued with how does all these systems connect or how do you get what you need out of that system. So I can distinctly say when I worked at Home Depot Corporate, they were still on green screens at the time. And they had a whole data management department that was separate from our department. And there was all these reports you had to run on green bar paper to get the information you needed. And then you had to put them in Excel. And then you had to run all these formulas off of them. So it would take extremely long time to run some reports for these global merchants that then got disseminated down to the divisional offices across the country. And I'm like, um, I know there's got to be an easier way to do this because the data somewhere because it's coming into a report off of a, a printed report. So I do what I do. I talk to people and I find out, oh, there's this department that runs the back end systems. And hey, I know this person that knows how to write queries and whatnot. So then I'm like, oh, you can actually connect access into these back-end systems 
and pull your own data based on, you know, the, the, using Microsoft Access query language. And I created all these macros, too, uh, eventually, to, like, take things that took weeks to produce to actually create in, like, hours. And then, actually, at that point, people heard about what I was doing. And then some of the, the data management department and some of the other merchants would come to me and say, hey, can you run this report? Or can you, yeah, can you run this report? Because we really need to fix the stuff and um, we don't have time to wait. And so I became like a, a kind of a go-to person to pull data out of the system. A couple of things that I heard you say in your answer was, number one, being a connector, um, having good communication, people skills are good qualities to have. Um, the other thing I heard you say is be a work magnet. Um, be that person that people come to when they need something done. Um, all good, good, good stuff. Talk a little bit about some of those keys to success. Um, again, you you kind of mentioned a couple of them in, in your answer, but what are if you had to give your top two, what would be your um, your keys to success? Uh, people people skills are huge. I just took the disc motivator assessment, found out I was an influencer and a coach, and it's I don't know, it's just it comes naturally to me to like communicate and talk to people and understand that we're all different. We all have something to offer. We all have something to gain from every relationship. Just being open to to ask a question, you know, what are they going to say? Leave me alone or go ask someone else. Sometimes they do, but not being afraid to have conversations with people, just uh, getting to know people in general. So what um, what kind of advice would you have? Because you're right, um, investing in relationships is probably one of the most important things in in business. But what advice would you have to people who that does not come natural to them? How do they still invest in those conversations, those relationships when maybe it's not the first thing that they want to do? Yeah, we're all different. And it's doesn't like there's certain things that don't come easy to me that would come easy to someone else and vice versa. So I guess I one thing that I've learned about myself is yeah, things are scary and it doesn't feel natural. You can still get over those fears and do it. And then once you see the benefit, it becomes once you do it, it becomes easier over time too. You have to push yourself a little bit to, to grow as a person. And then if you have a positive experience, then I, it makes it easier the next time. Tell me um, a little bit more about your business. What do you do? So Cypher Consulting, we, uh, I started a couple of years ago. I, what, I kind of just jumped in with both feet. I wasn't sure about starting a business or what all that meant, but I knew I had the skill set to help businesses utilize the Salesforce technology for their businesses. So it kind of just started from there. Tell me a little bit more about your start date. Yeah, we just uh, started my business seven seventeen of two thousand and seventeen, and it was not planned. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, what industry do you work in primarily? I work with a vast array of uh, businesses. You know, I've worked with nonprofits and healthcare companies, engineering, manufacturing, um, construction, finance companies. So the technology isn't specific to an industry, but I found that I've had kind of a niche in the construction industry. And that started probably, I want to say, 
six months ago or whatnot. So there is Salesforce does so many things. It does marketing, it does commerce, it does sales, it does customer service, it does you name it, they do it. But they have another application called Field Service Lightning, which focuses on helping construction companies and other companies too, any service-based type companies that have estimators in the field or production crew, you know, crews that are doing things in the field. It helps manage the folks in the back-end office, collect the information they need from the customer whether it comes in as a lead from Home Advisor or Angie's List or the what their website, a phone call, all the, any lead source you can think of can feed into the system and you can collect all this information about the customer. And then, you know, based on what type of call in the field that needs to be done, whether it's an estimator going out to give an estimate on um, replacing a roof or, you know, I know the invisible fence guys that came out, they were converting over to um, field service lightning. It helps them manage their folks in the field and how they uh, schedule out their appointments. It optimizes, it calculates their drive times, all this stuff. And then it allows the estimator or the crew in the field to update through their mobile app all the information that's needed for that job or that work order. And it goes right back into the back end office. And so it's available for reporting and status reports. And everybody knows what's going on at all times. So that's kind of where I found the niche in the construction side. And I'm trying to get into some of the associations and joining some of the construction specific alliances and groups to kind of show them what technologies are, are available for them. What, um, what type of, of kind of advice would you have for people who are looking to get into the technology field? You have to be willing to learn at all times because it's constantly changing. Uh, you you know have to be curious. You have to not be afraid of afraid of change. You can't be afraid of breaking anything. You just have you have to you know be hands on and try to really understand it. Like why what whatever that technology is, it's constantly constantly changing. Microsoft technology, they're constantly changing. Salesforce technology, we have three major releases a year. So I have six certifications and I'm constantly having to do maintenance maintenance exams for those certifications to learn all the new features and functionality that they're adding into the platform every year. So you have to have an eagerness to learn and keep up with that. As the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> so we, um, we have to wrap up our conversation but um, I always want to um, bring out one actionable tip that the enterprisers can use to grow their business. So um, if you had to give one, what would that be? Build your business systems in a way that's scalable. Put a lot of thought into the systems that are going to run your business, especially when you're starting out, and continuously enhance them and grow them. Like I'm constantly in my spare time making tweaks or changes or automations to processes sometimes. I'll change, I'll change a process altogether if it's not working. But also over time, as your business grows, time gets more and more scarce. So don't be afraid to um, bring people in or outsource and delegate things that could free your time up so you can spend more time on building your business. Great advice. If people want to reach out uh, to you to learn even more about what you do or to ask um, a question, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. They can go to my website, uh, 
cypherfx.com. That's S-I-F-E-R-F-X.com. Or you can email me at monica.bunch at cypherfx.com. Perfect, perfect. Thanks again, Monica, for your time. Thank you, LZ. I hope you have a great evening. It was a pleasure. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out to me directly at eflinart at enterprise-now.biz with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.